Marijuana, pot, grass, whatever you want to call it, is probably the most dangerous drug in the United States, and we haven't begun to find out all of the ill effects. The war on drugs has been an utter failure, and I think that we need to rethink and decriminalize our marijuana law. I experimented with marijuana a time or two, and I didn't like it and didn't inhale. This is Mike Madrid, the publisher of California City News and the recently launched CaliforniaMarijuanaPolicy.org. And this is R.E. Grasswich, enjoying myself as a contributor to CaliforniaMarijuanaPolicy.org. We're talking to you today on Closed Session, a podcast we've recently launched to bring you the best and brightest views of the opinions of the best and brightest. Stick with us. Here we find ourselves again, Mr. Grasswich, on closed session. It's Cinco de Mayo. Yes. For it's, frame of reference. That is the French for two days before the election. Right? <laughs> French for two days before election day. Yes. I think that's exactly what it is. <laughs> it's why we celebrate. It's why we drink. <laughs> I think that's exactly why we, <laughs> we drink. I did. Hello there, Mike Madrid. <laughs> hello, hello. Ari Grasswich, Bob. Good to be with you again. Good to be with you. We, we have a lot going on in the cannabis world. And that's California. why I brought up the May 5th date is because for a frame of reference, I want our viewers who are tuning in to know kind of what is happening with that time frame here in Sacramento. We're going to be a little bit inside baseball today, but we do need some updates. You need to share some of uh, that wisdom that you've got on what is happening uh, legislatively. And then we're going to talk a little bit about banking and some of the industry changes that may be coming up. Yes, we do talk about cannabis policy in California on this program. And that's what we're going to be doing today. This is a big week. It has been a big week for California cannabis in that the the state is rolling out its regulations. It did so. The the first batch came out a week ago, Friday. Regulations to, to really set the rules for medical cannabis. Now, they're not, they haven't gotten to recreational adult use cannabis yet, but they're, they're, the rules are now in public information. They are in the public domain, the proposed regulations and rules that will govern the way we, we regulate medical cannabis. So this is a follow-up to MRSA. This whatever, is follow- the, the legislation formerly known as MRSA. Correct. That's exactly right. And today on the Cinco de Mayo, the, the testing regulations were rolled out. And what this really means, there, there's a 45-day period where the, the, the public can come and, and, and tell the state what they like about their regulations, what they don't like, what needs to be changed, the industry does. It's up here in the Capitol. It's up here in the Capitol. So this is this, this bureaucratic process. But what this means, I think what's interesting is that this shows that California is not messing around anymore. After 20 years of the Compassionate Use Act, the, the California has now taken the leadership role, and, and this is going to happen. You know, the, These rules and regulations will be part of the law of the land as of January the 1st, and we will know whether or not this great experiment works or fails in that. I think for, from thanks to the regulations, we'll be able to tell if you're buying black market cannabis or if you're dealing with black market folks or if you're dealing with the real the real thing, the, the legitimate tax-paying business uh, entrepreneurial type of legitimate operation. And what, so what's the breadth of the regulations? Everything from testing 
to transportation, to retail requirements, to the permitting process? Yes. Everything. Yeah, everything. It, it, it covers basically the seed to the sale, seed as, sale. as they like to say. Mm-hmm. Um, and that includes distribution. That also includes delivery. Delivery being a, a kind of a, a gray area because it will fall under the auspices of dispensaries. You have to have a dispensary license before you can deliver. There's a lot of folks who are delivering now. Who do not have those who will not have dispensary licenses so what happens to those folks is a good question we don't know but they will have to hook up with a dispensary essentially okay. um, under unless the law is changed and i don't believe it will be anytime soon point being though that, that you know we, we right now it, it's hard to tell who's legit who's not legit who pays their taxes who has a license who doesn't have a license all those things that will be very very clear here in the next few months uh, certainly starting next early next year in January when the permits do come out that's what's big about this i think it's 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 really the that moment of truth for california cannabis and ironically on Cinco de Mayo yes how about that how about that so the so irony there quick frame of reference here this week the regulations are coming out as they stand today for medical yeah. for medical from the state legislature Still taking input on these regulations from the public? Yeah, and, and these are the bureaucracies. These are not the legislators. These are the bureaucracies. So these are not Assembly and Senate hearings. These are actual the, can- the department that's overseeing cannabis implementation right. for medical. Consumer affairs folks. Consumer yeah. affairs folks. And that will be happening up in Sacramento over the course of the next few weeks. Yes. They will then incorporate some of that public uh, thought, public input, refine those regulations, and it should be ready to go January 1, 2018. That's the goal. That's the goal. Now, this is happening at the same time as the full recreational measure goes into effect. Yes. So January 1, 2018 is a big moment in the history of cannabis. It is the moment. It's the moment that we're all waiting for and that we are building up to through this process. Yes, that's when the permits will be issued, licenses will be issued, or started to be. They won't issue them all on that day, but the first ones will come out on on January, and I— January 1st may be a, a holiday or a weekend, but it, certainly it's a holiday. But so it'll be the whatever, the third, um, whatever the, the, the nearest the first Monday, Monday in January. The first Monday in January is. That's the day that those first licenses will be issued by the state. This has been a very insightful update, Bob. Let's switch now to other changes that are happening simultaneously here in Sacramento. John Chung, candidate for governor, current treasurer of the state of California, who is the, the banker of California, the treasurer. Yes. Uh, has been tackling the banking issue, the banking issue, right, the big elephant in the room, head on. And he's trying to make headway on this because he knows it will be a momentous moment, yet another one, in the way the industry evolves. Yes. Big challenges with the feds. But can you tell us a little bit about what's going on on the banking side of things and what the treasurer is trying to do here? Yeah, John Chung, the treasurer, I think he's done a pretty good thing here. He, he has uh, convened a committee, a banking committee, of industry professionals from the cannabis industry, bankers, you know, folks from that side, uh, law enforcement folks, and community, community leaders, as well as legislators and uh, uh, officials, authorities from local, state, county. So he's, he's got... City, you know, he's got folks from all walks of life, all the stakeholders, mm-hmm. all the stakeholders that that that, that can uh, that can weigh in on this issue. And as you said, it is, it is the elephant in the room. There's no issue bigger than banking when it comes to cannabis. As long as the the as long as the banks are off limits because of their federal licensing, they're they're off limits to the cannabis industry. These folks have got to deal in cash. Um, they cannot go to a bank. They cannot open a no no professional in the industry can open an account under his under a real 
name under an ent- as an entity. Can't be done. So Chung is trying to fix that to his credit. Now, he, how is he going to fix that? We don't know. He had a meeting. He had convened a meeting in, in Santa Rosa the other day. They're just getting started. We'll see what kind of ideas he comes up with. My guess is he will land somewhere in the area of a state bank or a statewide Credit union sort of banking. State guarantee or state. state guarantee of some sort. Again, he's going to have to deal with the feds on this. He's going to have to get around federal law because federal law prohibits this. They consider it money laundering, you know. Right. Um, and they can they can seize assets. They can do all kinds of things to cause havoc and trouble. Is there any way that you envision that can possibly be done legally or is it going to be another one of those momentous moments where California kind of says we're not going to comply with federal law? I'm, I'm guessing it'll be the latter. My okay. guess would at this point would be, given the administration, mm-hmm. given uh, other issues in Washington. The Trump administration and Sessions AG, you mean? Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I think it will be, a, if, if we can get those guys to look the other way and to bless, uh, tacitly bless what we're doing here in California, we're going to be okay. I think that's your best shot in California. Well, let's talk about the politics of that because I think you're right. I think you're exactly right. But I'm also wondering, you know, there's obviously been we've, – we've seen our politicians, including another candidate, Gavin Newsom, who's also a candidate for governor, really, I think, establish himself nationally as a political figure by openly defying federal law. He has, yes. Right. And he's Mr. Cannabis. Right. And, it's, and, and he's Mr. Cannabis. So there is a, a political tradition in California, at least our recent political tradition, of openly defying the federal government where – the values of the federal government are in contradiction to the state government. So you're let's let's hypothetically, you are advising the John Chung for governor campaign. Do you just strike out and say the moment has come, whether you like it or not? And, <laughs> and here it is. We're going to open up our own bank and do what we're going to do. I think you you do, but I think you you couch that. Well, you don't want to spit in the federal government's eye. Mm-hmm. You know, in other words, I I think you try to co-opt them as best you can. And you try to bring them along and let them know. It's almost like, um, you know, before you fire missiles at Syria, you tell the Russians and the Syrians that you're going to fire the missiles mm-hmm. and so they can move their planes out of the way. Right. You kind of do it that way. Okay. And then, of course, you get the, 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 all the great publicity. When you fire your missiles, you can say, hey, we did this. And, but I think you need to have a side deal or a back door. So you're you're not you're not um, just, again just being just, as confrontational as it might seem. You're just yeah. making press. You can you can get hurt that way. Okay. So I think so does this bode, does this bode well for John Chung in the governor's race? Well, I think it's his best shot. You know, I mean, he, again, he's going up against Mr. Cannabis, Gavin Newsom. He has to outpot Mr. Cannabis. And he's, he is outpotting. I like that. Right? Yes. That's a tall order. That's a tall order. Possible. But, but he's doing it. You know, we haven't heard Gavin Newsom. Gavin Newsom has gone silent on cannabis. Why here. do you think that is? I don't know. You know, it's it's a good question. He he. In fact, he's just he's busy raising money. I guess is the answer because that's what he's Maybe. been doing. But you think that might be where he'd be raising money. You would think, yeah. And of course, it's where it's where Mr. Chung is certainly raising money. Right. Um, so, yeah, it's an interesting question. And, and if Chung, as I said, if Chung can pull this off, this will make him a hero in 28 states that I'm aware of and, and, and beyond. I mean, he will be a global hero. So it would be a winner politically here in California. Oh, and it would be huge in California. It takes away the issue from Gavin Newsom. I, it, it would. It would totally co-opt the issue from, from Gavin Newsom. And, you know, and let's face it, who knows John Chung in California other than people in, you know, in the, in the, the trade. Insiders, right. The insiders. I mean, I don't know. You probably know this. I'm sure you know this better than me, how he his, his identity polls and all that. Probably not too high. Not very think. high at all. Yeah. Yeah. So he needs something. He needs something to kind of raise his profile. He's running against two higher profile candidates, Gavin Newsom, Antonio Viragosa in Los Angeles, very strong name ID in Southern California. Yep. He needs a breakthrough issue. Um, and that just just might be it. 
It might be it. Yeah. And, I, and he may even have some plans beyond what we've talked about in terms of what he can get done. Um, in terms of what he can get done regards banking. Um, you know, he, he may have thought this through. I, I hope he has. Because, again, if someone can come up with, a, with a, even a, a temporary solution to this, you know, even a foot in the door would be, would be tremendous. Would be, it would be unprecedented and it would, it would change the face of the industry. Do you think it's odd that Gavin Newsom has gone radio silent on the issue? <laughs> I do. You know, I mean, he did the white paper. He did all the... The Blue Ribbon Commission. The Blue Ribbon Commission. But after yeah. that Blue Ribbon Commission, things kind of went radio silence. And yeah. Um, and he, he didn't do a whole lot during the 64 campaign right. either. You know, he... he um, I mean, he endorsed it, but he wasn't out there... He wasn't on the commercials and he no. wasn't stumping for it. Yeah. So what I... What do you think? I don't What's know. What's going on there? Uh, you're, you're Again, you know more about this kind of stuff than I did. did. Did he get some feedback that he didn't like? Did he get some polling? Did he get... Well, what would make Gavin Newsom put his head, uh, tuck his head between his tail? I don't know. I mean, maybe there's an argument that he feels he already owns the issue and he's strong enough with players in the industry and the public to be as far out there as he's going to get and there's no reason to double down. I mean, this is all speculation. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. But I, it is very odd to see a politician champion something and kind of raise the flag, take the hot lead, the early, you know, attacks on this, and then kind of walk away when it becomes more uh, mainstream. Particularly when you've got an outside candidate coming in, and a guy who's viable. Chung yeah. is not a joke. There, I mean, he's a no legitimate question. candidate, and yeah. he's going to raise money. Yeah. Um, when you got a guy like that coming up from the outside, um, running and running hard on, on your issue. That, why, that, yeah, why does he cede that ground? I don't understand why, that. Yeah, there's something going on. We've got to get them in here in closed session and ask. We will. Both let's, of them. Let's do that. Separately, probably, at first. Maybe we, ho- maybe we host the first cannabis debate. Yes. The first forum on... We'll, we'll, we'll jump into this in another session. I'm ready for that, yeah. <laughs> Mr. Grasswich, always, thank you. Happy Cinco de Mayo. And same to you, Mr. Madrid. Thanks for listening. You've been part of this closed session podcast. Appreciated having you spend the time with us this afternoon. Yeah, for Mike Madrid, I'm R.E. Grasswich. Stay tuned for the next edition of Closed Session. Closed Session.